listening to the Inside the Shoe podcast, presented by Land of Ten. I am the one who knocks. And now here's your host, Kyle Land. Good Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to the Inside the Shoe podcast, presented by Land of Ten.com. I am your host, Kyle Lamb. Surprise, surprise, surprise. What else would we be talking about today than more about the quarterbacking situation? It is not really much of a situation any longer as Joe Burrow has announced his decision to transfer from the Ohio State University and he will be immediately eligible playing quarterback somewhere else next year, most likely as a starter. That is why he is transferring, of course, stating he didn't come to Ohio State to sit on the bench for four years as a backup So wherever he goes, and right now the early returns look like he'll be visiting the University of Cincinnati as well as LSU, Uh, wherever he winds up, it's probably going to be a place where he's got a, uh, at least a wink and a nod from the coach there that he will be a starting quarterback in 2018. Uh, Interestingly enough, I know Nebraska is a place I've been kind of thinking that he might end up, but the early returns... On the speculation is that, you know, maybe right now Nebraska does not appear to be a possible landing spot, a destination for Burrow. That might be due to Scott Frost. Uh, He's already got, you know, two or three quarterbacks there that they kind of like, played well in the spring. It'll be an interesting quarterbacking battle in Lincoln. My my hunch here is that, you know, maybe Scott Frost does not want to add another one to the mix. Maybe he doesn't think Burrow is clearly better than those guys. And look, I've never seen them play. So I can't, uh, I can't speak to whether or not Burrow would be a better quarterback, but I will say this. I think I've felt all along that Burrow is talented enough that he could probably start for a good 95% of FBS schools. Uh, we'll find out if that's true or not. Uh, still hard to say where he winds up. Could be LSU, could be Cincinnati. Uh, you know, there'll be some other schools in the running, whether it's Florida, Ohio. Uh, I've seen Texas Tech thrown around. I've seen Oklahoma thrown around. Who knows what is going to happen with Joe Burrow, but the focus for this show today is Dwayne Haskins. Now, look, you guys have heard me so many times. I've been all over the map. I'm probably like a roller coaster ride listening to speak, listening to me speak about Dwayne Haskins from the standpoint that, you know, one day it may seem like I'm, you know, one of his biggest fans. Another day it may seem like I don't think he's going to work. Now, here's the truth. I, I have always said, and and I will repeat this until I'm blue in the face, and if I get too blue in the face, I hope somebody, one of you, will come over and give me the Heimlich maneuver because uh, I don't want to choke. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. I think Dwayne Haskins, in terms of ceiling, you know, how high can Haskins' career reach? I think he can be one of the great ones. When you look at him throw the ball, he throws the football like uh, nobody I've seen at Ohio State, and I know we've we've seen a few really good quarterbacks, maybe not a lot of great ones, but certainly guys like Troy Smith had a really good arm. Uh, you know, Braxton Miller had a pretty good arm. We've seen some guys that can sling the football, and Troy Smith, of course, his final year at Ohio State, although it didn't end well in the national championship game, we know Troy Smith became a really good quarterback, and... But when you talk about Dwayne Haskins, now some of this is size. You know, Dwayne Haskins is a 6'3", prototypical 
pocket passing quarterback, whereas Troy Smith, because of his size, uh, you know, maybe people didn't really think of him as a uh, prototypical NFL quarterback. But we know Dwayne Haskins is that, and Dwayne Haskins can throw the ball like one. And because of that, you know, there are reports out there. We, we mentioned it last week on the podcast that Haskins could be a top five pick in the 2019 NFL draft. He could be the number one quarterback taken. And I, I, I really believe that is possible. Now, I cautioned last week on an episode. I said, all those things are true. I think that he has that sort of potential. But I think there are going to be times this year when Ohio State fans kind of, you know, yeah, you know, maybe they just don't think he has it. It's like, well, you know, maybe JT Barrett would have made that play or made this play. And I think there are going to be moments. Now, that said, here's the hope. Dwayne Haskins, if he lives up to the kind of potential that he has, those moments are going to be few and far between. And if he's throwing the ball for uh, 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns and eight interceptions, none of that is going to matter, okay? You know, those moments that he has where maybe he makes a bad read a couple times in a row, uh, maybe he stares down a receiver and it gets tipped and, and, you know, crucial third down is incomplete because of that. Hopefully... Those will be few and far between, and those moments will not cost Ohio State because the upside is uh, far, far exceeding those rare moments where he's not playing well. But here's where, so here's where I sound maybe a little inconsistent, but I promise you I have a point, and I'm really not in, uh, trying to be inconsistent. I'm not all over the map here. I do believe that Dwayne Haskins, if he lives up to this potential, uh, I think he's going to be not only the best quarterback at Ohio State ever uh, as far as just high-end potential, but I also think that uh, I think this Ohio State offense has the chance to be the best Ohio State offense we've seen in history. And I know that's high praise. Uh, it's just weird. For, okay, so I want to back up for a second. I'm kind of curious. I want you to m- message me on Twitter because I've got a question for you. When we think about Haskins' potential, now, some of these names I'm going to throw out at you probably are not comparable to what we're talking about with Haskins, simply because some of these guys never actually were good, wound up being good enough to start at Ohio State. They didn't get a lot of reps, or if they did, uh, you know, they weren't meaningful reps in some cases. But we've seen, it's weird with Ohio State, because we've seen some guys come in as fairly highly rated quarterbacks They've had some pretty good four and five star quarterback recruits. Maybe uh, very rarely have they had the you know maybe the number one or number two uh, top quarterback in the country. That was you know undisputed. This is the guy you got to have. You know the Ron Paulus who you know Bino Cook once said would win two or three Heisman's. Uh, you know uh, thankfully Ohio State has not had that kind of guy because Ron Paulus was a good college quarterback, but he never approached that kind of hype. But the guys that they have come in with a fair amount of hype, not very many of them have actually lived up to their potential. And so I'm kind of curious for you guys, if you're listening, what is, what is quarterback signed with Ohio State that you were most disappointed by? The guy that you were so excited you thought would have a great career as an Ohio State quarterback and just didn't get it done. I mean, think about uh, you know, in the late 90s, you had that one recruiting class under John Cooper where you had David Priestley and Austin Mockerman both come in. They both fell flat on their faces, didn't wind up contributing. 
course, Justin Zwick was the heralded recruit out of Maslin when he came in with Troy Smith. Troy Smith was the afterthought. If you remember, at Glenville, he completed, I think, his senior season, like 48% of his passes. Comes in as an unheralded three-star. He, he actually was signed as a quote-unquote athlete. It wasn't sure that he was becoming a quarterback. But, of course, you all remember by 2004, uh, Justin Zwick is the starting quarterback at Ohio State. It didn't happen. There was a lot of controversy. Should it be Zwick? Should it be Troy Smith? It wound up being Troy Smith. The rest is history. 2005-2006 seasons. Uh, Troy Smith wound up being very, very good for Ohio State and, of course, winning the Heisman Trophy. Uh, but you have Steve Belisari, who came in a, a much acclaim out of, out of the state of Florida, uh, wound up being just an ordinary quarterback, decent athlete, decent arm, but just was not accurate, didn't make great decisions. But the one that I remember, and I was just young, but this is, this is the one I think many of you that are old enough to remember this will probably say Joe Pickens. Remember him out of St. Ignatius? was I believe he was, I mean, this was, the of course, before it predated the days of consensus RSCI uh, top 100 ratings, top, you know, recruiting rankings. That just didn't exist back then. But in 1991, Joe Pickens was... Uh, considered to be one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Some, I think some publications had him as high as number one or number two. But he came in with so much uh, acclaim, so much potential, at least I guess. You know, I didn't see him play. and or, You know, I never saw him play in high school. I, I was too young to really remember all of, of what he was about, but I know he was a big-time recruit. And, of course, he came in and, and only threw a handful of passes at Ohio State and, and just never lived up to the potential. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet, Kent Graham, uh, you know, th- those guys wound up being quarterback for Ohio State the years that Pickens was there. And then I-, I think Pickens wound up transferring to Duke off the top of my head. I'm sorry, I, I should have probably prepped to-, to find that out for sure. But off the top of my head, I want to say he went and played at Duke. But regardless, so there have been a lot of quarterbacks at Ohio State that have come in with a lot of potential and didn't live up to it. Now, Dwayne Haskins has already exceeded most of these guys that I mentioned because he will be the starting quarterback at Ohio State, which is something not all of them did. And we've already seen flashes of it. He, you know, he, at least even if by default, he's already beaten out uh, Joe Burrow for the job. And that's why Burrow left. Because even if the coaches didn't tell Burrow that he has lost the job, in effect, that is what happened. So, Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback. Now, here's the thing. If he lives up to this potential, think about all the weapons. And I mentioned this on yesterday's show with Ryan. Uh, You're going to have three big-time running backs. You're going to have Dobbins, Weber, and Master Teague. You're going to have a couple really good tight ends. You've got an offensive line. that There are some question marks. Uh, can Brady Taylor uh, fill the spot of Billy Price? Can Thayer Munford live up to the enormous expectations at left tackle? Uh, but then you've got that receiving core that is just so deep. Now, it remains to be seen if there's going to be a Michael Jenkins or Michael Thomas or David Boston or Terry Glenn type of receiver this year in this core. Ben Victor has that kind of talent. Austin Mack has that kind of talent. K.J. Hale's really good. There are some guys that can step up and be a go-to guy for Ohio State, but if there's any one question about this offense, it's just will one of those guys step up? Ben Victor is the guy, obviously, with the most talent. He's the top top 10 NFL pick type of talent to throw to. If he's the guy that steps up, I think Ohio State's offense is best for it. But the good news is there are going to be a lot of guys that can run routes, a lot of guys that can get open. I think Dwayne Haskins is going to have the potential 
to step up and be one of the best quarterbacks at Ohio State. And if that happens with this offense and a very good defense on the other side of the football, this Ohio State offense may be as good as any offense we've seen. And we've seen some good ones under Urban Meyer. The 2006 offense was really good. 2005, you know, when you got guys like Anthony Gonzalez, Chris Wells, um, those teams were loaded with talent. And, and I think this Ohio State team may be a little more unproven. There are more unknowns with this offense, with Haskins, with Mack, and Victor. Uh, but when it's all said and done... I like this Ohio State offense. I think Dwayne Haskins can live up to the potential. I still, rem- I'm still skeptical as to whether it will happen this year. But if it does, then you've got some very, very lofty expectations for the Buckeyes in 2018. Uh, it's you know one thing that I'm interested to see with Ohio State. It'll be important for the Buckeyes to get good quarterback play out of Haskins because. And I want to talk about this next week. Hopefully I'll be able to get a national guest in. But it is interesting to me, if you look around the Big Ten, have you guys noticed uh, this might be from top to bottom as good as the Big Ten's quarterbacking situation has been in a long time. Uh, There aren't, you know, necessarily, you're not going to see a lot of uh, first-round draft picks, second-round draft picks out of the Big Ten at quarterback. Trace McSorley and Dwayne Haskins are probably the two guys that have that kind of potential. But if you look all the way down the line, this league potentially is loaded with a lot of good quarterback play. You've got Haskins, you've got McSorley, Shea Patterson, who who I'm still a little skeptical about overall, but obviously he's going to pay dividends for Michigan and he's going to improve their quarterback situation. Brian Lewerke at Michigan State had a really good season last year. Alex Hornibrook is not a great quarterback, but he's very efficient. He didn't have a great game against Ohio State, but for the most part, he played well for Wisconsin. Um... You know, you've got then you've got a couple of injuries to watch for David Blue out of um, out of Purdue. Of course, he dislocated his ankle and he missed the last three games. Uh, and then Elijah Sindelar uh, had a torn ACL, played with a torn ACL those last three games. Uh, but we'll see what their quarterback situation is like. Certainly, Purdue played really well under first-year head coach Jeff Brom last year. Clayton Thorson is trying to bounce back from an ACL injury. His status is a little unclear. But there's another really good quarterback if he gets healthy and gets back for Notre Dame. Or I'm sorry, Northwestern. Uh, Nathan Stanley had a decent season with Iowa. Uh, you know, nobody's going to pretend that Iowa's offense is, is a juggernaut. But Stanley played well at times. He certainly certainly played well at Ohio State against Ohio State uh, back in that strange, strange game in October in Iowa City. Uh, or I guess it would have been November. It was the first week of November in that strange game in Iowa City. Uh, another quarterbacking situation to watch to, you know, Maryland, of course, they had a lot of injuries last year. They were down to their fourth quarterback by, by the end of the season, but they've got Tyrell Pigram back and Kaysom Hill back, uh, sophomores and freshmen, uh, junior and sophomore, uh, respectively. So Maryland should be talented this year with good quarterbacks and Peyton Ramsey is intriguing if he holds on to the job. I know they've got a competition there at IU, but the redshirt freshman last year looked pretty impressive in stretches. So all this to say, the Big Ten has very good quarterbacking play. When you have very good quarterbacking play at the college level, you're probably going to have a good team, or in this case, a lot of good teams in the Big Ten. The Big Ten East is going to be loaded once again. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, uh, all top ten teams. Michigan State could be a top 10 team. Maryland's going to be much improved. Indiana's still going to be very tough. Rutgers is going to be improved. 
And we'll see what happens in the West. Wisconsin is the team to beat. Nebraska liked their quarterbacking play, as I mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. But Purdue, much improved last year. And Iowa, decent. Northwestern, if Thorson comes back healthy. Um, really interesting Big Ten this year. So Ohio State is going to need everything they can get from Haskins. And we'll see what happens there. But if Haskins lives up to its potential... And like I said, I don't want to be a roller coaster ride, okay? Uh, but if he lives up to his potential, this Ohio State offense could uh, have some record-shattering type numbers here this year as a whole. We'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, message me on Twitter at KYLAM, the number eight. I'd like to hear from you. What do you think this Ohio State offense will be? And also, who are the Ohio State quarterbacks that just never made it that you are really excited about? Uh, I, I mentioned some of those, you know, I mentioned Priestley and Mockerman. I mentioned Joe Pickens and Zwick and Belisari. Curious if there's some other guys out there that Ohio State, you thought were going to have stars when they signed them and it just never worked out. Um, couple quick notes. I mentioned Burrow, uh, Buckeye news du jour segment here. Uh, I mentioned Burrow will be visiting university of Cincinnati and LSU, uh, a lot of schools in there. It's hard to say what's going to happen with him, but if I had to guess, I'm going to I'm going to say he winds up at LSU. I think he wants to go to a major program, but the smart money might be a place like UC, you know, where he can be guaranteed a starting spot and still be at a big enough program to get some attention for NFL. We'll see what happens there. Uh, one other note, uh, Keyshawn Woods, we mentioned him a few weeks ago, grad transfer from Wake Forest. He is officially a Buckeye. He will be Ohio State's senior combo guard this year probably get some uh, minutes at the point while C.J. Jackson goes off the ball, but those two are going to be interchangeable. Woods is a lot like Jaquan Lyle. Uh, I mentioned that comparison. He's built a lot the same way. Similar style of play. Decent three-point shooter. He had a bad year this year, but the year before he was a 44% shooter. Very strong with the ball. Uh, we'll see what happens, but this is a very talented player Ohio State is getting. Keyshawn Woods, getting him it was a very important, I think, for Chris Holtman's program and could help Ohio State get back to the NCAA tournament, and if they can get some help with some of those younger guards, the freshmen and sophomores, then they've got a chance to have another uh, very good season. So uh, that is going to wrap things up for the Buckeye News Du Jour, and of course the Inside the Shoe Pod, Inside the Shoe Podcast today. Tomorrow, I'm hoping to have Ryan Donnelly with another recruiting update, as usual on Friday. Uh, we'll see what what's going on with Buckeyes recruiting for the 2019 recruiting class. Uh, thanks for giving me a listen today on this Thursday. Catch the show Monday through Friday starting at 10 a.m. on landof10.com. On the archives, Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And as I said, you can also catch me on Twitter at KYLAM, the number eight. Hit me up with your questions, comments, feedback, whatever. What do you like uh, about the show? Um, what can we do uh, to make it a better more enjoyable listening experience. But thanks for giving me a listen on this Thursday, and I'll be back at you on Friday. Thanks, everybody. Go Bucks.